talks about it. Nobody really prepares you for it. And so when it comes about, we really don't know what to do with it. What is it, you may ask? Well, that's what we're going to find out together. Come take a journey with me as we talk about the it nobody wants to talk about. This is as quiet as it's kept with your host, Jason Dante. Hey, what's going on, good people? Welcome back to another episode of As Quiet As It's Kept. Once again, I'm your host, Jason Dante. So thankful that you all are tuning in and y'all rocking with me throughout this journey. It really, I, I, I say it every episode, but truly, it means a lot to me um, because it's no easy thing to go ahead and put yourself out on display and to to share some of, some of those inner thoughts and Everything and, and this is what I'm doing with this podcast. And so the fact that you all have been listening and commenting and signing up for the email uh, newsletter and sharing and subscribing and doing all those kind of things, it, it really means a lot to me. So I, I don't take you all for granted. I love you so, so much. Um, and let, let's keep rocking together. If, if you've been listening for a little bit, Go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend. Um, let's keep let's keep building together. Let's build community together. Let's keep talking about these topics. Because once again, why are we here? This is the podcast where we take quote unquote taboo topics and we talk about them in order to demystify, debunk, and give you the real so that you can live a free life. Uh, once again, special thanks to our sponsor, Everyone Wins Together Productions. Uh, their mission is to curate content for the creator and provide experiences in music, media, and live productions. So maybe maybe you're like me. You're ready to step out and get your message out concerning your own podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's win together. Reach out uh, to me, Jason at EWTproductions.com or feel free to DM us on any social media outlet at EWT, everyone wins together, EWT Productions at EWT Productions on all social platforms. Make sure you reach out to us. Let's get started on your podcast. Let's take your church ministry to the next level. Let's make sure we get some music for that wonderful piece of content that you have. Some custom music too. So for today and for today's it, for today's topic, um, if you listened last week, we talked about the it of being a parent and I already kind of alluded to what I was going to talk about this week. So I'm just going to get right after it. I, I feel good. I got my um, dad shirt on for the ones that are watching me. You can see it. Um, you, you can't see it well, but you can kind of see it. So in like a circle, and this is also for my listeners as well, in a circle, it says the man, the myth, the legend, and then in the center of it, it says daddy. And so if you didn't catch last week's episode, all good, I'll catch you up to speed. We are talking about today being, we're, we're still talking about parenting and everything that everybody didn't tell me about being a parent, but now we're going to take it a step further. We're going to hit the B side and we're going to talk about being a stay at home parent. Now, I know that that one is pretty niche that listening, you may not be a stay at home parent um, or maybe you didn't have a stay at home parent 
or maybe you did. I, I, th- this one a, is, a, is a little tricky, but this one's near and dear and close to my heart. And like I promised you all on the first episode, you're going to get the real me. It's going to be open, real, transparent. And so I want to talk about this it because it is something that I'm going through right now, The being a stay-at-home parent. I did not know how challenging it was to be a stay-at-home parent. I, I am my mother. My mom was a, a stay-at-home parent, um, so it, it, it was nothing new to me to see my mom. Like I'd go to school, come back, my mom would be there. Um, so she was always just a great constant in my life. Yes, my dad was there too, but you know he was working and everything like that. He'd come home later, but you know, mom, mom was the constant. Um, always, you know, would cook and clean and, um, you know, just take care of the home and everything like that. Of course, she's way more than just what she cooked and way more than what she cleaned and everything like that. My my mom is so creative. Um, and it just has such big vision for a lot of things that she does, but you know, she, she was a stay at, well, no, but, and she was a stay at home parent. And so that was my first introduction into being a stay-at-home parent. I, I, I saw my mom. I, I, I watched her and I was able to depend on her and she was a, a, a great constant. Now, also, my mom is my mom. She's a woman. And so growing up, it was my, it, it, it was kind of patriarchal, societal, whatever you want to case, whatever you want to say it, however you want to put it together. It, it was just kind of the thing that growing up, more often than not, the men were the ones that would go off to work and provide. And if anybody was going to stay and take care of the kids, it would be the wife, the mom. And and it, it's still pretty much like like that's not a foreign concept that I'm giving you all. But, you know, it, it was just very much that that was the context that I grew up in, that I saw my dad go to work. I saw my mom sacrifice and stay home to take care of the kids. That was the arrangement and the agreement that worked for them. And that's what I grew up on. And so in becoming my own family man and becoming a husband and a father and everything like that, I didn't think that my wife was going to stay at home because we already had talked about it, that she's like, hey, babe, staying at home, that's not my thing. Like, I, I, like I, I want to work. And so I'm like, hey, that's all cool in the game and everything. And so, um, you know, that was fine, but I, I was definitely very much expecting that maybe we'd both be working, daycare would be in the picture, and it would be all good. And for the first year and a half, two years of my son's long life, he's only three, um, th- that really was the case that uh, for the most part, you know, we, we took him to daycare. Um, we both went to work and everything and it was all good. If you remember last episode, last week, I talked about um, one pivotal moment in my parenting where it was the morning that we we're going to take him to a specific daycare and in taking them to this specific daycare, we decided the morning of at the last moment not to take them into it because we had to know and believe that that wasn't what was best for our son at the time. So from that moment, it, it was it was like January, February, right? And so 
from from that moment, you know, for the next like month or so, I was taking him, I was taking my son into work with me. Again, I had an amazing job that allowed me that freedom and that flexibility um, and had a, such a great support system. I worked with some of the nicest women you would meet this side of the Mississippi. And um, they, they would they would even like go in and help help me take care of this young boy. If I had to go do something I just couldn't really have a baby with, they would stay and watch him. And, and, I, and I really trusted and depended on them um, for a large part of time during that time that I was bringing my son in to work with me. What I didn't know is that small decision ended up to be a consistent. So, so, so basically what Lissette and I ended up deciding to do was that, okay, I would work a part, like I would work a more of a part-time schedule. So I would work like certain days, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would be at home with Damien. And, and, and I'm kind of mixing some things up and everything, but ultimately that's the schedule that we started to end up on. And so me watching my son a couple days out of the week, like in the fully, what wasn't, and it wasn't a surprise thing because especially, you know, the, the pandemic hit and, and that's, that's when it, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm, I'm really getting my dates all screwed up. Um, especially because I was about to go to sleep, but then I was like, no, I need to record this episode. So here you go. You're getting the real me at the time that I'm doing this. It's close to like 10 o'clock. I'm usually in bed by like 845. Fight me. So, um, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm watching my son. He started going to daycare for a little bit. Then the pandemic hit. So now we're all home. I ended up uh, getting laid off from my job. Um, Lisette was still able to work from hers from home. And so from that, I had to be, we were both stay-at-home parents, but literally I had to be the stay-at-home parent because I wasn't the one that had income coming in at the time. And so like I'm, and it's a pandemic. There's nowhere to go. And so I had to take on the bulk of taking care of my son. Pandemic's still going. We ended up moving. Some other like life stuff happened and everything like that. Um, eventually, I am doing SHIP, um, the grocery delivery service, and I'm doing that three days a week, and I'm watching my son on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's where that comes into play, right? And so I'm, I'm watching them these days and everything, and I'm, I'm going to start to wrap this up. I, I just I need you all to get all this context. Um, so I'm so I'm watching him, you know, two days out of the week and everything. Still something I'm kind of used to from the pandemic and everything. Um, and then eventually we we make the decision that we we need to pull him from daycare, and it will be in his best interest if I now become the full time stay at home parent. Now, at the time that we did it, we thought some things differently were going to happen in life. And I thought I was really just going to be able to, like, I just had to do it for a couple months. Um, we are coming up on a year of me being um, a full-time stay-at-home parent. And it has been a tough, stretching, challenging year for your boy. For a multitude of reasons. My, my son is a... a he he's a great son and everything. Like he he's a he's really is a good kid, but he's also a kid and he's also still learning. Um, and 
it, it, it it's it's just tough. It, it it's a tough thing. And and for my stay at home parents, I know you understand where I'm coming from because you love your kids. You love spending time with them. You love all the hugs and kisses and whatnot. Um, but kids are also sour patch kids. So like they're sour one moment, but then literally the next moment they're like the sweetest things that God has ever created. Um, so it, it's such a balancing act, and and it's just a lot mentally um, to to take care of a kid full time. And so here here here's when it really gets tough, right? Because I am a man doing the full stay-at-home parent routine. And when when people have seen me, because I, I try to be a very engaged father, and when people would see me, you know, changing diapers or see him with a cute outfit or something like that, a lot of times, especially when he was an infant, a lot of times they would attribute it to my wife. Like, oh, man, mommy dressed you up so cute today. And I'm like, no, I did because like no I'm, I I change diapers I I I I get babies dressed I get them lotioned up like I I I'm a father like I do all those kind of things this isn't just a role relegated to the woman or to my wife like I I I do this um but but it's just such a thing in our culture and in our context that like a lot of time when they when when some people would see me with my son they would give me the comment like, oh, okay, I see you doing the Mr. Mom thing. And 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 I know the people that said that, they, they mean well, and, and, I, and I hear their heart when they say it. But that Mr. Mom really got at my um, confidence and self-esteem, to be honest, because it's like, one, again, I, I take very much pride in taking care of my son. I, I laid in the bed. I made a son. I'm taking care of the son. Like it, and and so like this whole thing of like Mr. Mom suggests that like men can't be very active in their children's lives and active in taking care of them and changing them and you know giving their basic needs and everything like that. And it and it and I, I hate it because it's like no, like no, I'm I'm not some pitiful, helpless man that doesn't know how to change a diaper or don't know what to do when like he has a stuffy nose or anything like that. No, I'm a father. I'm I'm his parent. No, I can make the decisions. No, I'm taking him to the doctor because mom's not available to take him to the doctor and I just want to be there to take him to the doctor. Like, what are we talking about? Yes, I know his doctor's names. Yes, I know the number to the doctor. Yes, I know when his doctor's appointment is. I'm the one that made it. I wrote it down. I put it in the schedule. So like this whole thing of like this pitiful man and like being Mr. Mom, honestly, I kind of low key, high key hate it <laughs> because like I'm his father and I take great pride in taking care of my little boy. And so, but, but, but here's why it was also like tough on me too, is because again, what did I say earlier? In this episode, that I w- I was used to seeing my dad go off to work, and my mom stay home, stay at home, be the stay at home parent. I was now taking on a role that I've seen primarily only women take on, and so now this is really challenging my identity as a man, and what does it mean to be a man of the household? 
because so often we're taught that, um, you know, the, the man is the provider. The man's got to provide, especially in the church context. The man is the head and blah, 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 and he's gibbity bibbity and, you know, all the ways that preachers have taken that text out of context um, in order to lord themselves over women. But it's like, you know, you know, like I'm, I'm supposed to be the head of the household and, um, you know, supposed to be the provider and everything like that. And it's like, I'm not bringing in much of anything because I'm staying at home making the sacrifice to take care of our son. And so, you know, very much for, for guys, a lot of our identity is built on what we do and what we're able to provide, the, the, the results we're able to make happen. And I'm at home with it's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, da -da 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 -da, Bluey. Like I'm at home with all of that. And so I'm not bringing in anything. And so because of that, it feels like I'm not providing anything. And so then it also feels like I'm not providing value for my family. And so that's really tough as a man to like to to go through. Because again, this uh, this whole context of mixed Mister Mom, like it, it it really has been difficult. And then on top of it, you know, I I I'm trying to be active with him to make sure that um, my son doesn't just stay at home. Because like I'm like I'm I'm a hermit crab. Like I can literally be at home for days and literally not leave the house and be completely fine. For an energetic little boy, that's not going to fly. And I, and I just don't want to do that to him. And so, you know, I'm finding library story times. I'm a part of like a little like men's accountability group. And so they can tell you there, there's been plenty of times I check in with a little video like, hey, y'all, what's going on? You know, just me and my son, we're getting ready for story time, about to head to story time. Um, a lot of people know that me and Damien, we hit libraries almost every week. And now we got like two libraries that we're doing um, for story time. Or maybe we're going to go to like a little trampoline park or just maybe go to the playground when the weather permits and stuff like that. And in all of those contexts, not rarely do you see a, a, a man of color. Rarely do you see a man in those contexts. And so I'm sitting in a lot of these story times and in these bounce places the only man of color, a lot of times like the only man, and even more so if there is a man there, more often than not, it's a man there with his daughter, not a man there with his son. And so I'm the only black dude with his son in the sea of white women and white men. And 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 it and it just it just gets at you, man, that it's like all all these women, all these stay-at-home parents who have decided to make this happen and everything like that, I'm counted among them, and I'm already having an issue seeing myself in the right way because I'm a stay-at-home parent. And so arguably being in that environment that I'm counted amongst all of these women as the stay-at-home parents and whatnot, I start to see myself as them. And so now I'm really questioning my identity as a man. Just giving y'all the real. And so that that's that's been tough to work through. Um, then to add another layer to it, um, I'm doing this podcast. I have my business, 
trying to find time to work on the business and record episodes. Again, I said I was in bed and I got out of bed to record this specific episode tonight. Um, at the time that I'm recording this, it's those kind of sacrifices that you just have to make because I'm not going to be trying to do a whole bunch of work while I'm watching my son. Like he needs my attention, not all of it, but he needs a good amount of my attention because he's still growing and everything like that. And, but, but still trying to balance this idea of I got to bring in money and I got to provide and everything like that. I got to provide value for the family not realizing I'm providing f value for the family. I'm taking care of one of the most precious things, if not the most precious thing that me and my wife has created together. I'm the main one in charge of that. But because I'm so blinded by my cultural context of a man's supposed to work, a man's supposed to provide, he's supposed to, you know, bring in money and everything like that. I can't see the value that I'm bringing in to my own family. And so and so then with that, it's it has been easy for me to take for granted this time that I have with my son. And so here's so so maybe you're like me. Um, whether you are a stay-at-home dad or you're a stay-at-home mom or a single parent, whatever the case may be, um, if if you are a parent, you can understand the the. It, it's always a trade-off, right? Like for the ones that stay at home, you get a lot of attention from the kids, but sometimes it feels like you're not really building anything outside of them. For the ones that have to go to work. You're going to work and you're providing for your families, but sometimes it feels like you're missing out on all these special moments with the kids. It, it's, it's this trade-off that you feel like you do. And, and it gets tough, y'all. Like it, it, It's no easy thing having um, a child and deciding to, to be parents and fully active, involved parents. But here's some things that I am learning on this journey. My identity as a man isn't tied up into what I do. Bro, if you're listening to me, sir, if you're listening to me, your identity isn't tied up into what you do. You're not valuable just because of what you can produce. Man of God, you're more than that. And that's been a hard lesson that I've been trying to learn uh, myself to, to know that I'm more than just what I produce. I'm, I'm more than just what I do. I don't do to be. I am, so I do. I don't do stuff to become anything, but I am who God has created me to be. And so out of that knowledge and that confidence and that identity, I now then go and do things out of that being. But I'm not doing things to become my doing isn't my identity. This podcast isn't my identity. Everyone Wins Together Productions LLC is not my identity. If God tells me tomorrow to shut it down, y'all will never hear from me again. <laughs> like, but high key, you won't hear from me again because I'm not, I'm not going to get caught up in something that God has me doing now and calling that that's my identity. Like, like we we get so caught up in in titles, men especially. 
um, we get so caught up in, in in titles and position and prominence and everything like that, where especially if you're a believer, the the most important title you can ever hold in your life is son of God. It's not apostle. It's not teacher. It's not preacher. It's not CEO. It's not COO. It's not vice president of sales and marketing. It's not director. It's, it's, it's not anything of that. The most important title that you hold is son of God, a child of God. And too many times we as men, we try to find our identity in our be in, in our doing instead of just accepting who we are. You're not just you're not your job. You're not just even your calling because maybe you're called to do something um, in one season. But what if God calls you to do something else in the next? Take David, for example, one season he was called to be a, a shepherd. The next he was called to be um, a, a musician. The next he was called to be a warrior. And then the next one he was called to be a king. You know, and, and you know, I, maybe I missed a couple titles in there and everything like that. But the one thing, the very, <laughs> that's so good. The very first thing that we learn about David before we learn about any of all the titles that he had was that he was a man after God's own heart. And so, brother, man of God, that's what we need to be. Men after God's own heart. That's the most important thing. The, you know, a title of husband, I love it. Title of father, I, I relish in it. Title of CEO, I'm trying to still wrap my mind around it, but I'm, but I'm getting there. <laughs> All those are cool, but the main thing I would ever want you to say about me is that, oh man, Jason, that's a man after God's own heart. And so in the same way, I encourage that to you, bro. You have to be a man after God's heart. Let that be your main title. And so that's something I've been learning. That's been something I've been having to deconstruct, deconstructing what it is to be a man and deconstructing this whole idea of being a provider. Because so often men, we we take being a provider, meaning just from a very financial um, part, making sure that we we provide enough finances in the house so that we can afford the things that we need, afford the things that we want, and provide stability for the home. Not understanding that, especially when we look back in Bible times, the men were the financial providers a lot of times because women weren't allowed to work in that context. And even when you look into like more of like Mother Nature and everything like that, it's a lot of times it's the female counterpart in those different species that are the ones that are doing the quote unquote providing who does the hunting when it comes into a, a pride of lions. It's the lionesses who teaches the ways to go and the paths and the directions that they need to take um, when it's time to go across the, the Savannah or anything like that. In elephants, it's the matriarch that is the main focus of a whole group of elephants. It's the matriarch. 
even even with like orcas and stuff, it's the orc it's orcas because my son we like to watch uh, Secrets of Whales on Disney Plus. It's a, it's a dope doc- documentary. Um, so even with orcas, right? It's the it's the mother orcas that are teaching the young calves. This is how you hunt for food. This is how you provide. It's them. And so then, but we get to our context and we think, oh, the man has to provide financial, got to be the breadwinner, bring home the bacon, all that kind of stuff and everything. And we're missing our primary assignment that we're supposed to provide. The main thing that we're supposed to provide to our families is the example. The man is the head of his wife and his family. And God is the head of him. So we should really be the example, providing the example to our families of this is how you go after God, of this is how you make time for God. This is why it's so important that you pray, that you fast, that you read, that you have your spiritual disciplines all to get to know the father that much closer. And in them seeing you get after it, they're going to get after it. And I've seen it in my own family when, when I'm in a really of a good flow of, of spending time with God and getting into his word and having good devotional time. I see it spill over to my wife. I, I see it spill over to my son. I see it spill over just into me because the way I interact with them is so much better. But I'm, pro- I'm providing the example of, hey, this is, this is what it looks like to go after God. This is what it looks like to love them. This is what it looks like to make the time to spend with him so that you know him deeper and deeper and more and more. Brother, we are supposed to provide the example. And I'm sorry if this episode is a little more one-sided to the men, but again, I'm talking about my context as far as being a man and a stay-at-home parent. Other stay-at-home parents and everything, God bless you. All the mothers that are doing it, God bless you. I see you and I now have such a greater understanding of what you go through day in and day out. And 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 I feel you and you need to take some time for yourself because again, you're you're not just mom. You're not just wife. Woman of God, you're so much more than that. You're so much more deep and complex than that. And so you being the deep, complex, creative being that God has made you, don't you dare limit yourself to just one of the titles that God has given you. You're you're more than that. Break out of that, oh, I'm just a mom. I just stay at home parent. Yes, it's a it's it's a it's a main thing, it's a big thing, but it's not the only thing. Because before you had the title of mom, you had a name. So like, yes, yes, give to your children and do everything that you can, but they can't become your world in the sense that like, it's just the children and there's nothing, there's no you left. No, that that's, that's not the goal. That's not God's will for your life. You can be a present bomb mom and have your own things going on. Like both are possible. But back to the men right quick. Um, 
we are supposed to provide the example. And so that's been something that um, Holy Spirit has been tearing down in my heart and what I've been learning that, okay, it's not about how much I bring in. It, it's about how much am I showing the pathway for this family? How much am I leading them spiritually? How much am I leading them and providing the example to go after God, to to really seek his face, to be a man after his own heart? That's what I provide for the family. And when I start to see that more, then I really start to see more of the value of what I'm providing. Being a stay-at-home parent has taught me humility like never before. <laughs> it's a very humbling thing to dedicate such a large portion of your time to a little, wonderful, irrational, illogical, sweet, sour, won't-eat-their-food kind of type kid. It, 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 it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a hard thing. But it's very humbling. It's very humbling um, that my day, you know, consists of making sure that this little person has everything that they need and putting their needs before mine is very humbling. And, and, and there's no days off. There's no days off. I can't just be like, hey, I ain't, I ain't doing it today or anything like that. No. Always got to keep taking care of them. Always got to keep showing up and everything. Um, it's a job that you're always on 24-7. So it's a lot, and, it, and it's humbling. It is very humbling. So I, I've definitely learned humility and being a stay-at-home parent. But I've also have learned the... the well, I, I don't know how to put it in a nice bow or anything like that. I ain't got it. But what I will say... I, I, the the bond that my son and I have is undeniable. Like when you see us together, like I'm a very affectionate person, but my God, my son, um, I think maybe even more affectionate than me because say, say like if you pop over to our house at any point in time, more times out of nine times out of 10, you're going to see him on my lap or cuddled up on me. Or even if he's on his tablet, he's going to be making some kind of physical contact with me. Um, and it, and it's just, it is what it is. Um, because like, that's been my role. When we have to go groceries, we're going together. When we have to go anywhere, we're just rolling together and everything. Because again, mommy is holding us down and she's holding us down financially and making the sacrifice of going to work. And so we have just naturally have had a lot of time together. And, and at first, it was really hard for me to see how valuable that was because, again, my perspective was off. I'm thinking I got to grind, I got to go get it, I got to provide and everything, not understanding the precious gift that God has given me with this time with my son because not a lot of children get this kind of straight up time with their fathers all like that. It just doesn't happen that often. Yes, I have some wonderful memories and stuff with my dad and my dad is very loving and very affectionate and everything too. But like, but, but, but it's like he, but he wasn't staying at home the whole time or anything like that. Like, no, that wasn't happening. So the the bond that me and my son have been growing over these past couple of years 
is so special and, and it's so unique. And again, to all the stay-at-home parents out there, please recognize that and cherish it because it, it it's such a special and wonderful thing. And it's rare. It's rare. And especially for like, as much as you may sometimes wish you were the working parent, I 100% guarantee that the working parent wishes that they were in your shoes sometimes too. Um, because, because they see the mom, like my wife sees how bonded me and Damien are like it, it's, it's, it's evident and it's such a beautiful thing. And if I didn't get out of my head and get out of my warped perspective that I just have to grind and go and get it and get it and get it, I would really be missing out on some special moments some special times that God has given me and my son to have together so that then when things start to shift and, you know, down the road, the daddy maybe has to travel a little bit more or has to work a little bit more here and there, our bond is solid enough to, to handle the changes. But in these very formative years, I got them and, and, and it, it means the world. And, and I'm seeing that now. I'm learning that, that it means the world. So my message to the world, to, um, I don't know what I was going to say. Sorry, lost it. Again, this, this you, I'm, I'm on like full parent like mode right now as far as like parent brain. Like I'm here, but I'm also thinking about my bed too. And so my message to the world, let's stop this whole Mr. Mom thing. There ain't no Mr. Mom. It's just... The, she's the mom. I'm the dad. I'm here. I'm present. I do everything. The only thing I don't do is clip uh, fingernails and stuff like that. I've always been afraid, even since he was an infant. That's like the one thing that I just won't do. Um, and Lisette takes care of that, and I thank her so much for that. But everything else, yeah, everything else I do. I cook. I clean. Shoot, even uh, today, at the time that I'm recording this, I made like this... Philly steak, y'all don't care, but you know, like it ain't no more Mr. Mom thing. It's just mom and good fathers who have stepped up and taken care of their kids because we get the criticality of it. For my man of God, you don't have to grind yourself to the ground. You are not what you do. You are already and you are special and you are valuable to my women stay at home parents and just to my women in general. You're not just mom. You're not just wife. You had a name before you had those titles. Make sure you treat yourself kindly and nicely and don't get bogged down in just the title of mom or anything like that. You're more than that. That part is super important. And so be that. But don't stifle yourself to be just that. And that's about all I got this way, y'all. So thank you for just listening. Maybe maybe this is more just um, helpful for me to just kind of like talk this out and everything and just talk about, you know, being a stay-at-home parent and everything and all the things that I've been learning. But I, I really and truly hope that this was helpful for you too. Because I, I realize nobody really talks about what it really is like being a stay-at-home parent. 
Like what 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 really goes through like mentally and uh, and emotionally and the kind of toll that that can take and the ups and the downs and all of it. It's a it it's a it's a tough thing, but it's a beautiful thing. Um, if you are a stay at home parent, you're doing a great job. Look, hey hey, look at me or listen to me. Either bring your eyes real close if you're watching me, or bring your ear real close right now. You are doing a great job. You're doing a great job. So keep up the good work. Keep God first in all of it. And you're going to be all right. So again, if you love this content, um, if this speaks to you, make sure you like, share, subscribe, do all the things. Um, there's a newsletter in every episode. Um, make sure you sign up for that. So I, I would love to connect with my listeners uh, on a more deeper level. If you have any topics, any it's that you want me to talk about, please let me know. I would love to um, bring them up and talk about them. We, we need to talk about these things. I'm not even going to say what's next week's going to be because I don't know. I have a couple ideas in mind. I, I have my plan, but we'll see if it changes or not. But at least for this episode, this has been as quiet as it's kept. I'll let y'all next time.